Werabee. Therapy wherever, whenever. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with a Therapist, the podcast where we explore the world of mental health and wellness one sip at a time. So grab a cup of coffee or tea or whatever beverage you like and join me as I delve into the complexities of the human mind, emotions and relationships. With expert insights, personal stories and practical tips, our podcast will inspire you to live your best life and become your own therapist. So sit back, relax and enjoy Coffee with a Therapist. Hello there, my name is Philip. I am a psychodynamic psychotherapist. That's a mouthful. And uh, the founder of a website called Werapi, which offers online therapy sessions. And in today's podcast, I'm going to talk about work stress and, of course, depression. But yeah, how work stress creates depression. Um, In my prep for this podcast, I read that Uh, 26% of adults in the United States uh, say that they are very stressed at work and that 83% of adults are stressed about their jobs. Apparently there's a difference there, but um, when they say about their jobs, they mean the uh, lack of opportunity and the low pay. And work stress is, of course, something that makes you more susceptible to depression. I also read another uh, study that there were many uh, people who just who said that the high level of demand at their workplace and the low level of control um, over their jobs made them more at risk for depression. And that sounds reasonable, doesn't it? Um, but in uh, for the rest of the podcast, I've split it up into three different parts. Uh, the first is I'm taking a look at work stress um, as a um, from a psychodynamic perspective, talking about inner conflict. The second part is about um, I use something called systems theory to talk about um, how stress can be created. Um, through interpersonal relationships at work. And then the third one is, uh, I touch upon uh, the biological aspects of depression, what we lack uh, whilst we are at work and what we need. So without further ado, let's uh, start with the first part. Uh, the psychodynamic perspective and for those of you who know me I'm a, as I mentioned I'm a psychodynamic therapist um, and it, there are loads of different types of theories within psychodynamic therapy there's a Freud object relations therapy uh, theory and many more but um, the one of the main aspects of psychodynamic therapy is looking at inner conflict and um, through this perspective, we can see kind of stress as being the byproduct of 
inner conflict. Yeah? So there's an inner conflict and it expresses itself in the form of stress. Yeah? And we, um, I don't know if, or for those of you who have followed me uh, for some time, will know that there are three types of inner conflict. Yeah? One is a, a desire that competes against a matching desire. The other is a desire that is competing with a reality wherein that desire isn't available. And then the third one is a desire versus a culture. Yeah. And desire versus desire. Yeah. Uh, imagine if um, a typical example of this would be people in a love triangle. Yeah. They might have two people they love and they know that either way they're going to end up feeling disappointed with themselves. With, with their choice and here as it relates to job and jobs stress we might we might be in that position that maybe a lot of you who are watching this aren't but we might be uh, we might actually like our jobs yeah that's our desire our job is very inspiring we have a lot of opportunities there but we might also have a desire to increase our wealth in order to be able to provide for family members, coming family members. Yeah, we might be quite young and we might be on our way to getting a child and there we, we might think that we need more money. Yeah. So these two worlds compete. Uh, maybe we want to pursue this one. We want to continue with our job because we love it, but we're not getting paid enough. And that will, that will make other parts of our lives uh, our desire here not fulfilled yeah? so these are competing desires which creates stress which leads to a depression and the second part here is um, a desire one example versus reality though and then yeah so a desire in this case could be um, wanting to be somewhere else in your career maybe wanting to have a promotion a better job within the company wanting to maybe have a, a different job yeah for the let's stick to that first example wanting to um, be in a better position within the company and then the reality being that we might have a boss who's kind of holding us back um, who might not kind of like us personally and therefore is kind of um, working against us um, and in the second example, wanting to have another job, a different job, yeah, we might want to pursue a career somewhere or we might want to just go and have an easier job uh, or um, I, I assume that no job is easy, but have a more kind of relaxed job uh, or it might seem like it's more relaxed um, or a job that just kind of fits with our passions in life and the reality of... Um, us not having the uh, appropriate amount of savings to be able to jump ship. Yeah? Um, and then we have desire versus culture. And here we might 
we might be actually wanting to have a less glamorous job or and this is more kind of pertaining to our careers yeah we might want to actually maybe be an artist have our creativity recognized in some sort of way we might also want to just maybe um own a cafe or restaurant there's loads of people who want to do that or just want to do something that gives us something more than just money yeah um and then we might have a family culture uh, our family um, might think that that's not a good idea yeah um a classic example of this as well is if you live in a family full of fishermen you've been fishermen for generations and there this is this one person who wants to move into town and and do something else yeah go study and then maybe become a lawyer or whatever yeah that's a classic example that you see in loads of movies yeah and again what i'm getting at here is that this inner conflict is what creates the stress um, it expresses itself in form of stress yeah? and a prolonged stress um, being exposed to stress uh, for a prolonged period of time is what leads to a depression and if you are unsure of exactly what a depression is because many people throw around that word quite a lot a depression is uh, there's two main two main symptoms yeah uh, one is um, a low mood um, you should have had that for a minimum of two weeks for the majority of every day uh, or your waking hours during that day and also a lack of interest and in stuff that you've otherwise previously found interesting yeah. uh, it's called anhedonia um, and then there are other sub-symptoms which are kind of um, lethargy um, um, lack of appetite uh, either sleeping too much or sleeping less um, um, what else um, irritability um, there are a few um, more yeah lack of motivation and the like um, but the main two symptoms uh, one of those two have to be has to be fulfilled and it has to have um, uh, been for uh, at least two weeks uh, and for the majority of your waking hours during that time as well yeah. so uh, that was the psychodynamic perspective in the next part I'm going to talk about systems theory and how stress is created in interpersonal relationships and how that leads to depression so I'm going to get another cup of coffee, uh, maybe you should too, or maybe a new beverage or whatever you like, and just stay tuned, I'll be right So, before I begin the next section of my podcast, uh, I just want to let you know about my Therapy World Tour, I'm trying to become maybe the first therapist to have spoken to one person from every country in the world and uh, i do so by posting um on my instagram account which is werapi underscore eng a post 
once a week that uh, has the flags of three different countries um, and uh, people from those countries contact me through the DMs and we book a session. So one person per country. Uh, this week it is um, Switzerland, Venezuela and uh, what's the other? Tanzania. So if you're from one of those three countries, feel free to get in touch. I've recently surpassed 50 countries. So that's a milestone to celebrate with a cup of coffee. So without further ado, uh, systems theory, um, stress, interpersonal relationships at work. Um, we all know that uh, group dynamic and power dynamic um, affects us mentally. Yeah. Um, if we're, if we were to talk about the uh, last part first, the power dynamic aspect of it, um, no matter how kind of flat structure the company um, claims to have, or uh, even if we're just working for ourselves as an entrepreneur, there's always some sort of power dynamic. If we're the entrepreneur, um, then we've got customers to satisfy. If we're the CEO, we've still got our uh, shareholders to satisfy. And if we're um, just somebody working a regular job, we have our boss to satisfy. And uh, that's where the uh, lack of control comes in. Um, I think we all kind of yearn to have a job that we have full control over, that we, we seem to think uh, nowadays that um, having full control over our lives is, is what a mentally healthy person can achieve. Yeah. Um, it is an expectation yeah, well, um, that we should be able to control our lives fully. And that's simply not the case, especially when you're when you're existing with other people who are existing uh, with you. <laughs> Unless we're a hermit living in a forest somewhere in a hut, we won't have control over our life. Yeah? And even then, it'll rain when we don't want it to rain. There'll be a storm when we don't want it to when we when we don't want there to be one. And there'll be some animal coming in or some termites um, uh, eating at our house uh, when we don't want them to. So control is an illusion, but it's maybe something that is um, the lack of control is made more palpable in the workplace. Yeah, uh, we've got a boss who's telling us maybe it might be micromanaging us, telling us what to do and we might also have a boss who's putting, having has high expectations of us and high demands of us. And then we might have subordinates who are having demands of us as well, who are not wanting to listen to us or wanting to maybe take a holiday this day or wanting to have moved their lunch break to this hour or wanting to end their shift at this time or wanting to have these things in order to give you the results that you want, yeah. And being stuck between those uh, 
being stuck between the boss and your subordinates uh, that you're the boss to is what's kind of causing this inner conflict or um, just having a boss can can cause you stress of course yeah but that's being in, in middle management for example that's something that um, like it's quite easy to understand why a person in middle management would be stressed um, another aspect of the kind of power dynamic would be if you're you're working with a colleague of the same rank and you two are kind of jostling or competing with each other for um, the same position yeah? um, that you want to outshine him or her and she or he wants to outshine you um, just being in that um, that constant competition um, and succeeding succeeding one moment failing the next succeeding the moment after that and vice versa is kind of a roller coaster ride which in and of itself is gonna uh, cause um, cause stress and in the long run make you feel depressed um, but let me just one, one second, one second. In, um, in terms of systems theory which I haven't really got to yet that more kind of pertains to the group dynamic aspect of workplace stress is uh, I'm just drawing this up here for those of you who are watching this on YouTube uh, now I've drawn a kind of a pyramid with three different circles on the, or circles on the corners and this is meant to kind of represent the circles represent a one member of uh, the team that you're working at so this team has three different people yeah? and those uh, each each person in the team has his or her formal role i.e kind of project manager um, head of sales um, hr whatever and the uh, each person also has their his or her own informal role um, maybe the organizer uh, the funny guy or girl the um, motivator the warrior the um, the talker the salesman <laughs> the uh, and the like yeah and when one person leaves this group his or her informal roles and formal roles are left empty yeah um so i uh, i guess most of you experience um at some point in time um a colleague leaving their job and their position being vacant and the stress that that causes not only does that happen, but their informal roles are also left vacant. And this is something that maybe a lot of, um, a lot of um, bosses don't really realize. Yeah. This was the funny one. This was the one keeping everybody happy and glad and joking around when uh, times got tough. Or this was the 
person who um, was organized, who had, uh, who kind of knew when everything was going to be, uh, had to be in, uh, had to be submitted and stuff, and kind of looked at the things that nobody else looked at. Yeah. These roles um, are also left empty and we have to kind of uh, fill those roles. Yeah. The people who are left have to fill those roles. So they have to take on more roles. They have to kind of try to keep each other happy while, when the happy guy has gone. We have to kind of motivate each other or kind of organize each other. Uh, organize uh, and help organize for each other. Yeah, um, And for somebody maybe who doesn't have that natural talent to organize and have everything like under control and just goes with the flow, then that's going to cause you a lot of stress. Yeah, So having to fill the informal roles of the workplace and also formal roles for that matter when uh, when somebody leaves is something that causes a lot of stress and on the flip side if you're a for example a group of three and you get one additional person so you end up being a group of four yeah, and that person comes in um, a few months down the line when all the informal and formal roles are established then everybody's going to have to kind of change themselves a little bit to adjust to this new person. Yeah, That person might want to be the, the, be the motivator or that person might want to be the kind of uh, informal boss who has control over stuff and delegates jobs and that kind of stuff. Or he or she might want to be um, the, the worrying kind who's always going around and asking questions. These... The roles have to be kind of adjusted or assigned again when, when, um, when uh, some uh, new person enters the work group. Yeah, so changing work dynamic and changing roles is something that quite often leads to stress. There's also kind of the culture of the group. Yeah, if there's a lot of uh, if it just doesn't suit you, there's a lot of negative people or there's maybe a lot of people who maybe they're bullying each other or there's a lot of bickering within the group. There's loads of subgroups within the groups, um, cliques. Um, either you're in or you're out and you have to kind of choose which side you're on. Um, all that stuff obviously leads to a lot of stress at work as well. And then also the experience of um, lacking support. Yeah, if you're if you're a person with uh, the sole responsibility for a certain aspect of um, uh, of the job. Yeah, if you're the only person who has this role. Yeah, then then the lack of support will make you feel uh, lonely. You will. You won't have that guidance that you might have wanted. And you might also kind of feel like, well, I can't take a sick day. I can't afford to because nobody else can really do what I'm doing. Um, so those were a few things um, in terms of kind of stress. I mean, uh, stress. We're, 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 we've been talking about stress this whole podcast. Um, I mean, those are a few things, um, few ways in which interpersonal relationships, group dynamics, power dynamics, and systems theory, the, the one I talked uh, about um, a few mo moments ago, 
can cause stress. So in the next part, I'm going to talk about uh, the biological aspects of depression um, and how that can cause stress, which leads to a depression. So stay tuned for that. So we've reached the last part of this podcast um, and I'm quite tired even though I've been drinking a lot of coffee, um, monologuing this whole time, makes me a bit tired and confused. So bear with me for this last part of the podcast. Um, So the biological aspects of depression. um, Before I go into that, I just want to say um, workload is an obvious factor that can cause stress. If you're overworked, you're going to have stress uh, because you're going to feel like you're not performing well enough yeah uh, that the demands are unreasonable yeah uh, workload creates this whole high level of demand low level control dynamic which leads to a depression uh, i just thought i'd make a point of naming that obvious factor because it would have been ironic for me to have a whole podcast uh, talking about a bunch of other factors about workplace stress without mentioning workload. Yeah. Uh, so uh, moving on. Um, when we talk about depression, um, or one thing that we kind of miss is that there's three different parts of depression. Yeah? Three different things to work on. There are the biological parts. Uh, aspect I mean of depression there is also the social aspect of depression and there is also the psychological aspect Um, and in the psychological that is where we go to therapy that is in a conflict yeah and the what I talked about in the first part of the podcast and in the social we have kind of the support aspect of it all yeah Friends, family, um, uh, people who can help us, mentors and the like, um, colleagues. Um, this is an aspect that we have to work on on our own uh, when it comes to depression. Yeah, is to kind of strengthen that support network around us. And then there's also the biological. Yeah, um, there is kind of um, routines. Um, uh, there is exercise, there is um, eating the right food, there is um, getting enough light, vitamin D, I think it is. Um, there is also, what else is there? Uh, proper sleep. All these things have to work uh, in order for us to stave off depression and stress causes these and also kind of exacerbates these so um, we might at the same time kind of um, have uh, find it hard to sleep because we are stressed but we also might um, be stressed because we find it hard to sleep because we are very tired yeah so it 
this is important to work on as well. Um, and this is what a lot of people kind of miss out on um, when they're going to therapy. They're just kind of, they're working on the psychological aspect of it. And it seems to be going well, uh, that part of it at least. But they're not working on the biological and the social. And, and therefore, they're not getting anywhere with their depression. They're not uh, feeling better. Uh, and then they kind of... Uh, there's a kind of spiraling effect with depression. So you feel like, wow, why am I not getting better? And then you just get lower and lower and lower. Um, and this is where um, working on your biological aspects of depression and your social aspects of depression is very important. And what I wanted to get to here is work, yeah, um, depending on your working hours, uh, your routine uh, might be kind of thrown to or just thrown out completely you might have um, might have to work late loads of loads of weeks in a row in order to meet a deadline and therefore you might not be able to uh, you might not have the energy to go past the shop and buy uh, the proper food so you just get some really bad food on the way from work um, you might not have the time to exercise at all and by exercise i just mean to have like a one walk a day 30 minutes um you in a lot of countries as well you also uh, in the far northern hemisphere and probably far southern hemisphere as well uh kind of light yeah if you're working during the daytime uh, and you're stuck in a dark office during the day you're not seeing the light for a few months yeah, or a half a year because um, you're whenever job, your job's finished it's dark outside um, and that also obviously leads to a lot of um, people becoming depressed um, work might also if you're for example working a shift job and you're one day you're working the night shift the next day you're or the yeah the next day you're working the day shift you're not gonna have the uh, correct sleep patterns a recommended amount of sleep is eight hours a day um, some people um, some people can can function on less and some people even need some more sleep than that yeah it's individual uh, to some extent but we need regular sleep uh, we need um, to have a good sleep environment uh, we also need to sleep at about the same time every day and wake up at about the same time every day um, but what I wanted to get to with this is that work as I've been hinting <laughs> these last few minutes is that our work can to some extent work against these the biological aspect of depression and make it more kind of easier for us make us more susceptible to become stressed and uh, fall into a depression um, and it's um, it's also kind of ho quite hard for us to expect ourselves to work on these parts of us to eat well, sleep well, 
uh, and the like and to exercise to to have routines when when we are also suffering from stress yeah and this is the kind of spiraling effect um, but there and when you think about it like how, how how am i meant to solve this my job doesn't allow me to have these routines because it takes so much energy and it has these these the set hours that i have to work and at the same time i don't um i won't feel well if i don't have these routines i don't exercise i don't eat food properly i don't uh, get my vitamin d sunlight and i don't sleep correctly so how does that work how and there you have a kind of chicken and egg situation yeah which one comes first yeah um and you, you you're just gonna have to have to work on the biological aspects of um uh, to stave off your to to kind of work away your depression yeah so you do have to have routines you do have to exercise you do have to eat good food at a, a certain time as well yeah eat regularly same time every day uh, also need light and also need sleep yeah um uh, sorry that's just my dog yeah if you hear that he's sleeping right now and he's maybe chasing some sort of squirrel in his dreams it sounds like um and if your job is making that near impossible then you might have to consider finding a new job yeah? um, if it's affecting you too much because this biological aspect is one of three pillars yeah and if one of those pillars fail the whole thing goes tumbling down and you become depressed um, and I just want to end with this um, part because um, a lot of people are very nonchalant in their attitude towards exactly this part yeah um, they feel like when they solve their depression the psychological aspect yeah that everything else is going to fall into place yeah then i'm going to be the person with routines and with everything else yeah that isn't the case you have to work on these three pillars at the same time you also have to be the person you want to be <laughs> with all the routines and exercise and food and light and sleep um the same um whilst also working on your psychological uh, problems yeah your inner conflict and your need for social support yeah so try working on that whilst working on your work stress thank you very much for uh, today i hope you enjoyed the podcast if you did please subscribe to the pod um, and um, have a great day and take care of yourself <laughs>